0: Hello, T-Crew, and welcome to this brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today, we're going to be getting into all the trending topics all over social media and the internet, and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into the death of the BBL. You're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned. All right, T-Crew, as per usual, the tea is piping hot, so let's just get straight into it. So the first topic here, Freaknik 2023. Now, for those that remember, Freaknik was a huge party that started off as a HBCU um, frat picnic that just turns into this huge, huge, huge party in Atlanta um, that happened in the mid to late 90s before it really fell off. But according to all sources, they're trying to revive the huge party. And they're also trying to document its origins in a new Hulu documentary called um, Freak Nick, the party that the biggest party that has never been talked about or something like that. I haven't seen the full name up in print, um, but all the blogs have picked up that it's actually going to happen. So I'm excited about this. It's so funny. I always complain because I feel like when I was a kid, we had the Freak Nick stories. Of course, that was never on TV. And then we had the Spring Bling um, um, BET. And then we had like the super spring break or MTV spring break or whatever it was called. And the kids from college were like coming out and really having a good time. And I feel like by the time I got to college, it just, they didn't have like these huge, like MTV BET parties were not happening anymore. They had parties of course for spring break, but it was nothing like, um, what it used to be because of how wild they got. Right. Freakney got shut down so many times because it had gotten so wild. Unfortunately, people, you know, had gotten killed and people, you know, had gotten into altercations and stuff like that. Because it's just a matter of having so many drunk people in one place, they really could not crowd control whatsoever. It kind of reminds me of my college experience because when I went to Rutgers, you guys know I went to Rutgers, New Jersey. Um, we had uh, Rutgers Fest. And it got bigger and bigger every year. I mean, my friends from other colleges would come. It was just like the place to be that weekend for sure was Rutgers Fest, right? So a couple people ended up getting shot. None killed. Thank God. It wasn't a fatal shooting, but they got shot and Rutgers just shut the whole thing down. And I think there hasn't been a Rutgers Fest since I went there. I think the last one was like 2009 or something. And that was tradition that just kind of died off because it got too dangerous and the school couldn't um, face the liability. So no more records rest, but yeah, it's similar to that. I think is what happened with Freaknik. but I'm excited to watch it, get into the history. And then if they're going to continue to do it, but see now they waited so long that I'm like literally too old. <laughs> they waited for like that gap to pass where I was like old enough to go. And now I'm really too old. <laughs> so, like I'm an old married lady now. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the documentary. I'm excited for the history, to see these things because I feel like you know MTV Spring Bling, MTV Spring Break, and uh, BET Spring Bling were like watered down copies of of, of the Freaknik party. So I'm excited to see the originator and really get into that. All right, let's get into the next topic here. Black China had is she really transformed or is she pandering at this point? Um, so let's get into it. So basically, Black China, um, as I reported and as we talked about before, she has removed the fillers from her face. She's removed several tattoos from her body. Um, she got into a doctorate program where she now, um, has a doctorate degree and she's going by her legal name, which is Angela Renee White. So she has made a lot of chances, a lot of changes in the last few weeks. But people are just wondering, like, is this real change or is this something else? Because we all know that Black China is a bad getter. I mean, she even promoted whitening cream at one point. So if it if it makes dollars, it makes sense. And when I saw her on Fox and Friends, which is a show on Fox News, which you all know about Fox News. I ain't got to get into it. Y'all know, if you don't know, you know, you, you live under a rock at this point. So she's on Fox News talking about her conversion, um, back over to Christianity, that she got baptized, that she realized her wicked ways and all these things. And she really wants to get into a better lifestyle. Um, And I was just like, you know, this is something that I really think is great for her. And you guys know in the beginning, I was really excited um, that she was doing that. And now it just seems like when I saw her Easter pictures that she's basically just, I don't know, like she's basically like posing in front of a large light up cross in a beautiful gown. Um, and her face does look a lot more natural now that she's removed the fillers, but it's just so, I don't know, it's very posed and I just, nobody can judge other people's like transformation if it's real, if it's fake or whatever. But it just seems like, you know, um, pretty V said it on her Instagram. It just seems like. When you really have a close and personal relationship with any type of religion, it really seems to be something that you would do in private and more so like if this was something that was more genuine, we would see her removing the fillers. We would see her and, um, you know, kind of documenting that process, but we wouldn't be seeing every little thing that she's going through. And I just feel like maybe it's just her being like, I just want to be all in and I don't want to be, you know, on the fence like, oh yeah, I'm transforming. Like, no, I have transformed. You know what I mean? Like I've already done the work. Now you're just seeing the result of it. So maybe that's why it just seems like so much so fast, but I don't know. I just want the best for her. Like she's a mother of two small kids. She, you know, has businesses that she has to run. I know she used to do the weave business and clothing lines and you know all these uh people that she's a sport uh spokesperson for. So all that stuff I know she does have to do, so I'm just like how does this fit into that? I don't know. This one I really want you guys' opinion. Like do you think that Black China's transformation is genuine? Do you think it's rude to even question her transformation or, you know, just let her rock? I mean, those Easter pictures did take me out though, I will say. All right. Let's move on to the next topic here. Donda Academy is under fire. Former teachers are suing along with the student's parents for uh, mistreatment. So Donda Academy is the school that Kanye started named after his mom. And this school was not supposed to be traditional. It was supposed to be a school for innovation, a school where kids can really focus on learning, but also uh, a school that would nurture their creativity because We all know that Kanye did drop out of school because he felt like his creativity was not being nurtured, that he was a genius um, in his own words, and that the school was not doing a good job of really nurturing his genius and recognizing it, but they were trying to basically put him in a box, and that's what he didn't want for these students that went to Donda Academy. Well, former teachers and uh, parents are upset because they said their kids are only eating sushi during the day, not allowed to go out as often as they should for recess or what have you, Um, and that overall, the learning experience was not what they were promised at all, and they want answers from the Donda Academy leadership, and they also said um, one of the lawyers representing the, this group of, uh, teachers and parents says that p- people that have their children in Donda Academy to this day should definitely be thinking about getting them into a new school, um, for next year, or if they can even finish up the year this year at a new school, that that would be applicable because she said it's really not a good learning environment. This is my thing. When they opened the school, this was my, my, my major complaint, Right. I understand that Kanye feels as though these kids need to foster their creativity, but there's a reason why Kim didn't move their own children to go to Donda Academy and that they stayed at Sierra Canyon. And that reason is when you have to go to college, when you have to show your diploma you know, to your employer or whatever, there's certain standards and criteria that you have to hit as as to what you know as to what your knowledge level is if you've been going to a school where they're basically grading you in smiles and creativity and and sunshine and whatever else he wants them to be graded on you can't measure that against a kid who went to a regular school who took standardized tests who took the ACT a, um, SAT ACT whatever you want to take like there's things that you have to take to qualify for the next level. Like, I'm sure a lot of these kids are going to want to go to college. Can you take a Donda Academy diploma and go to college and apply for colleges? I mean, who knows? Because the kind of learning is so different. And then when it comes down to the sushi and all the little little eccentric things, I'm like, did y'all really think That Kanye West was going to let them kids have burgers and nuggets and regular school food? Of course not. Because he thinks he's like, they need to have brain food. They need to have certain things. But kids can't also eat sushi every day. That's a mercury risk for them to be eating certain things every single day. You can't eat anything every single day because it really affects your body. I mean, unless you're like meal prepping and having like, you know, protein and salad or whatever. I mean, like, it, it just doesn't make sense why people would entrust... Kanye with their children while he's literally having a meltdown. Like I will never know. Um, But they did. (laughs) And now they're suing. I just think if you are not comfortable with what's going on at your child's school, wherever they're going to school, that you should pull them out right away. But if you think things are going on behind the scenes that should not be going on behind the scenes, then it's just a matter of being like, okay, so... Now things have been happening um, and we definitely need to get a hold of whatever has been going on um, with our with our children's education, um, because that is just completely (laughs) inappropriate at this point. All right, guys, let's move into the next topic here Baddies West is falling flat. Now, what does this mean for Zeus Network? So Baddies West is definitely one of the heavy hitters for Zeus Network. It stars Natalie Nunn, um, you know, Roley, Chris Sean Rock was in it at a point. Um, and it's basically a bunch of the bad girls quote unquote, from the Oxygen franchise, who have now branched out into their own franchise. And like I was talking about earlier, it definitely seemed like this was something that was good for Natalie. But I also cautioned that being the executive producer, finding the talent, finding the houses, booking the shows and making sure that goes smoothly is a lot for someone When they also have to star in the show. And I just said, I think it would be better for Natalie Nunn to step aside from starring in the show and just go ahead and executive produce the show and make it the best it could be. Well, it looks like things are really imploding as multiple um, senior baddies, I guess I could say, are leaving the show. Now, Roly Poly said that she is leaving the Zeus Network altogether, that she's leaving the Baddies franchise and she'll be moving on to pursue other reality opportunities as well as her music career. Now, Roly Poly Snack Meal, for those that don't remember the lore, um, she came on from One Chance at Love. She was cast on the dating reality show where Chance was supposed to be finding um, someone to love. Now, that show has since, I think, been canceled. They did two seasons. They didn't go back for a third season. So she then got picked up. She was a fan favorite, of course, from that show. Um, and then she got picked up to be in the Baddies franchises with um, Natalie Nunn. Now, she's a good character to have because not only will she get down with the girls and fight, but she also has some type of, you know, integrity to what she's doing. And she is trying to build herself as a brand. And I think that's why she ended up ultimately leaving baddies in the Zeus Network because she wants to have some type of legitimacy. And honestly, when people see you on the app fighting every single week with these girls, and especially when you're one of the more popular baddies like she is the girls will sometimes pick fights with you in order to get camera time. So they basically walk around with a target on their back all the time. And if, you know, Roley ever loses a fight or somebody gets the jump on Roley or something like that, you become a laughing stock and, you know, people want to judge and criticize. So that's the first thing that happened. Roley has left the franchise. And of course, you know, it goes without saying we wish her well. I think Roley is very talented. I think she's a great... Um, rap artist. I think she's been able to really develop her rap career. She's out here repping for the big girls. She always looks cute. Her hair is always done. Um, You know, she's really promoting the baddie lifestyle for the plus size girl. And I really think that's going to skyrocket her career. Honestly, look at Lizzo, look at some of these other rappers that are coming out right now In addition to her, that are like, yeah, I'm not trying to lose weight, have surgery or nothing. I just want to be who I am. So I definitely think there's a lane for her, and I think she's really going to... go ahead and pioneer some things or possibly get her own reality show on another app. These apps are popping up like wildflowers these days, Dosh Network, now that's what I call TV and these other places. They also have these reality shows. So you never know where the bag is bigger, she might be able to move on and really spread herself out, get her own show, you know? So after that, we had uh, this week's episode show that Krishan Rock has also left the baddies West House. So Krishan Rock got into it with Natalie, um, as we saw months ago, right? Because they were on live. So Natalie was on live talking to Lemuel, who is the owner of Zeus. And she was ignoring Krishan. Krishan did not want to be ignored in that moment. And she slapped her. She slapped Natalie with the open hand. So this is on the tour bus. So Because Natalie and Krishan are now big stars of Baddies West and Krishan also has her own show with Blueface and just for the most part, one of the more famous baddies on the show, probably the most famous of that cast, um, they wouldn't allow them to get into a fight with each other. So Natalie's upset. She ends up fighting some other girl on the bus or whatever, a girl that was her friend at that. And Krishan's just on the bus, you know, talking mess or whatever. And then after that, she ends up going back to L.A., And this is what I said in the beginning when I was previewing the show. Krishan does not need Baddies West anymore. She's doing Baddies West because they probably offered her a lot of money, but that she does not need the show anymore like she did when she first got on the show. So because she doesn't need the show, she just flew back to L.A. And I was like, I really don't see it for Krishan this season because she really has blown up as a social media personality and being connected to Blueface and their antics and now she's pregnant like the whole thing like she really doesn't need the show so she did go ahead and go home so it's basically the only people that are left now on the bus are the new girls and um of course natalie's still there I think that's really it. Oh, Tommy's still there. So Tommy's still a big name and she's there. She's trying to, you know, fight people with her sister and stuff. So that's fun. But I don't know. I just, do you guys think that the Baddies West franchise is now falling flat because cast members are leaving left and right? And this might really be the end of the Baddies for me because Natalie won't leave the show and she's really killing it honestly like no tea no shade Natalie's presence there is really really hurting the show because they need somebody who can be not subjective not fighting the cast to run things and keep it in some kind of order because yeah people want to see the fights in the mess but if it's a fight every week it becomes boring and tired. Like they're fighting every single week and people are still just canceling the subscriptions left and right because it's literally the only show that Zeus is running right now. Bad Boys Texas isn't done. Krishan and Blueface Crazy in Love season two is not done. So it's basically just like we got the Houston Auditions and then we got Baddies West and that was it. So I don't know. I think they need to pick up the content for five ninety nine a month. I definitely think they could add a couple more shows, like to only be able to stream one show. And that's like I mentioned with the other streaming apps popping up left and right, they're doing, you know, Batty South Central. They're doing um, social house or whatever it is where they have all the influencers in one house, but they're running these shows at the same time. Real side chicks of LA. They're running these shows at the same time. So you get more bang for your buck. As far as content, people are not going to continue to pay when they're only getting one show. And that show is re- very repetitive. Um, so that's just something to kind of think about. I don't know. I mean, I would hate to see a bunch of black people not be able to to really get to the bag. But when you're running a TV company and a production company, you have to draw a line in the sand somewhere. I think that Natalie could really make the show good and make it more exciting, but she has to do it from the outside looking in. She can't continuously be the one in the centers of the fights, getting into it, getting down and dirty with the girls because they will not respect you as an executive producer and a boss if you're literally fighting with them on the reunion stage, on the bus, in the different houses that they rent throughout the season. It's wildly unprofessional. And this is why they can't really get to anything or have any type of storyline because they just don't have any respect for Natalie. And I think they would respect her authority more if she was doing it from the sidelines, you know? All right. So let's go ahead and get into the next topic here. Young and may gives us a health update. Um, the last few weeks or even months now, young and may has been looking very thin and this definitely, uh, worried a lot of her fans. She was getting a haircut or something and it worried a lot of her fans. And, um, at that time there was no statement. People who were close to her. were just saying, you know, Don't post her on the blogs. Don't talk about her. Just pray for her like she's obviously going through something, right? So I didn't even talk about it at that time because I was like, that's a good point. You know, if she really is going through something and it looks like she is, the last thing she needs is the pictures plastered all over the internet of her not looking her best. Um, But I did want to give you guys an update. So she did come forth and she was talking about her health and how it's been a really rough ride that she does notice that, you know, her appearance is different now. Um, And she was just like, you know, I made a lot of bad choices. I've done things that I really regret as it pertains to my health. And now I'm just fighting to get back to a healthy place like I used to be. Now, people have been alleging that this comes from, um, you know, really severe drinking And I think this is something that really happens a lot, but it's not talked about as much as the prescription pill use. Because even though, you know, people are like prescription pills could kill you, you could overdose or whatever. Prolonged, heavy, excessive drinking could also really, really be bad for you. Um, And I think that that's something that people just don't talk about as much. So I'm glad that young MA is talking about it. She is showing herself. She's not hiding From the cameras, because she wants people to know, especially a lot of the young people that like and listen to her music, that it's not a game. If you get out here and really start mistreating your body and not treating your body the way that you should, um, that something like this could definitely happen to you even at a young age. You're not invincible. Um, So I'm just really proud of her for being able to not hide and use herself as an example to really help a lot of young people because you know what? It's not easy. Um, especially when you're in the public eye to be kind of judged like that, but to use yourself as an example and be like, listen, you don't have to do this. You can do something else with your life or you can be smarter or, you know, you don't have to get drunk every time you pick up a drink or something like that just to help people because you know what the lifestyle promotes, especially rappers, promote, you could pop a perk, you could drink a whole fifth of Henny, you know, you could drink this, you could do that. You could, you know, do all types of drugs and stuff and wake up the next morning and be like, "Woo, that was a wild night. But I like that young M.A. is actually saying, well, you can't really do that because things do have consequences and you will have to, at some point, pay for your actions. Um, so of course we wish her all the best, um, and a speedy recovery on her journey back to getting healthy. All right, everyone, this has been the Trending Topics for this week. Stay tuned for our sports report.
1: Hello, hello, hello out there, and welcome to the Sports Update with J-Rob. Today, I will be covering the NBA and men's and women's NCAA basketball. Let's start with the NBA. The NBA regular season ends on Sunday, April 9th. The NBA playoffs begin on Saturday, April 15th. In the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks have clinched the number one seed. The Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the New York Knicks have clinched playoff berths. Also in the Eastern Conference, the Indiana Pacers, the Washington Wizards, the Orlando Magic, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Detroit Pistons have been eliminated from playoff contention. Now let's move to to the Western Conference in the NBA. In the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets have clinched the number one seed. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Sacramento Kings, and the Phoenix Suns have clinched playoff berths. Also in the Western Conference, the Houston Rockets, the Portland Trailblazers, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Utah Jazz have been eliminated from playoff contention. Now let's move to men's NCAA basketball. The University of Connecticut has won the 2023 NCAA men's basketball tournament. Connecticut beat San Diego State by 17 points. Connecticut guard Tristan Newton scored 19 points, grabbed 10 rebounds, and recorded four assists. Now let's move to the women's NCAA basketball. Louisiana State University has won the 2023 Women's Basketball Tournament. LSU beat Iowa by 17 points. LSU uh, forward Angel Reese scored 15 points, grabbed 10 rebounds, and recorded 5 assists. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week.
0: All right, T-Crew, this is my favorite part of the podcast. This is the deep dive where I get to share with you something that's been on my mind all week or something that I've been thinking about. And this week, we are talking about the death of the BBL. Now, the BBL is short for Brazilian butt lift, and it really has had our urban scene, I guess, black community, Spanish community, white community, everybody, everybody in the age range of like, old enough to get surgery till their forties, basically some even fifties have been going to get their bodies done, AKA going somewhere to get a BBL. Now what the Brazilian butt lift was supposed to do is take fat from your stomach, um, you know, your thighs, your arms, anywhere where you do not want fat to be and inject it into your butt. Um, And then for your butt to be lifted. So what they would do is take the fat, harvest the fat, as they would say, use that fat from your body and implant it somewhere where you would want your body to be more plump. So it's just like a redistribution of the fat in your body. Um, It's safer than silicone because as we've been discovering with different celebrities that have silicone, silicone can be deadly. If those um, pouches rupture in your body, right, people get breast implants that are silicone, people got uh butt implants that were silicone, and what ends up happening is first of all, the silicone gets very very um heavy. And saggy, and that was creating what people were having called a diaper butt. Um, I won't list any examples because it's you know rude, but basically, what happens was all the silicone was sinking to the bottom of the um the pouch that it was contained in, and it was giving a diaper-like appearance to the person that had the silicone um implants in their butts. And then for the breasts, what would happen is, you know, or it could happen with the butt implants as well. If any of that silicone leaks into your bloodstream, it's deadly. And people were having really, really bad, um, you know, infections and health problems associated with this because the problem is, you know, once it starts to leak out and you feel sick, it's almost too late for them to be able to get all of the silicone out of your body because it's already started leaking into your body. So it's just super, super dangerous. So to get away from that, these BBL started taking over. It's a fat transfer. So it's all natural ingredients versus putting something foreign um, into your body, such as silicone. These are like natural ingredients. It's just your fat being put somewhere else in your body. Now, this started to actually take hold and have negative effects with some people, A, because they're going to these cut rate surgeons. Everyone wants the look. Not everyone can afford it, right? So they're going to surgeons that are not fully abreast on how the body is supposed to look. And sometimes surgeons will give you a consultation and let you know what they can do. And other surgeons are like, hey, if you have the money, I will make you look however you want to look, um, so that that led to women having huge butts, but no thighs, no waist, no basically, um, no thickness anywhere else in their body except for their butt. Like that was the aesthetic that they were going for, and it just always looked so so weird to me um, because it just looks like ant bodies, right? It's like got this big old butt, like their abdomen or whatever, these teeny legs teeny midsection and arms like people were walking around looking like insects um but i say this to be the death of the bbl because it seems like a lot of people have been turning away reducing the size of their butts of their breasts like really going back to more of a natural body type and i would have to say it kind of the first time i really saw people really doing it was k michelle Kay Michelle came out and did a lifetime show about it where, you know, she was one of those that had silicone and nearly lost her life because of complications with silicone. She started taking out everything. She took out her breast implants, her butt implant. Like she just looks so much more natural and healthy, but she's really a success story because so many women that have had slow leaks in their silicone implants like that did not make it to tell the story. Um, or they have health effects they've got to live with for the rest of their life. Not to mention those people that went to a cheaper surgeon and got botched surgery from the beginning and have had infections and health issues ever since they first got the implants, right? So there's just been people like that out there. But Kay Michelle really was one who came out and fully told her story. She got everything removed. And I think, you know, she's been living a healthier and better life for it. Now, other people have also came out, you know, like I said, Black China got her fillers removed from her face. I don't think they said anything about her body yet. The Kardashians also went ahead and removed a lot of that fat from um their backsides or whatever, and they're all starting to look more slender and streamlined versus looking like super exaggerated in the butt and the breast. Um, and I think that really just comes from the fact that they warned against it when people first started getting BBLs. But what happens is your fat cells behave The way that they're supposed to behave for that body part, meaning if you take fat cells from your stomach and put them in your butt, they're still going to look lumpy as if they were in the stomach region. That's why these people are always getting these massages and BBL massage and kinetics massages because they really have to spread that fat out again so it can kind of displace because if, you know, belly fat finds other belly fat, it's just going to lump together. Like that's what fat does. It's supposed to be a storage, a food storage. If anything should happen to you and you need to live off of your body fat for a couple, it'll keep you alive um, this body fat, right? It actually has a function. It's not just something that's there to plague you. Like I feel, (laughs) but it's actually there to have a function. So when you put it somewhere else in your body, it's still going to maintain that function. As soon as belly fat finds other belly fat, even if it's located in your butt now, it's still going to try to do the function that it was setting out to do from the beginning. So it's just like, it's a quick fix for a longer issue. Like I said, you know, I struggle with my weight too. I completely get it. And it's like a lot of the girls and guys want to feel like, you know, there's nothing that I'm lacking. I can, you know, present in these Fashion over clothes, like the best of them, you know what I'm saying? And I know it's tough and difficult, but I am actually enjoying the fact that the BBL is dying down because, Natural bodies at the end of the day are what's the healthiest for you. I mean they could do all these different procedures and if you go to a great surgeon, I'm sure they can work miracles and they can be safe for you. But at the end of the day, the safest thing in my opinion is to work out, you know, get to some type of ideal body size, weight, shape, whatever it is for you and just really start to learn to love yourself cuz at the end of the day it's like how much can a nip tuck really have i've seen people get you know 360 lipo eat through it in a couple of years i've seen people get you know bbls and stuff nice flat tummy when they get out it, eat through it in 6 to 9 months if you don't really change how you how you're living how you're working out what you're doing it won't last so you'll end up best case scenario giving these people your money coming away with a desired body for a few years, and then just being right back where you were before then. I mean, it really takes a lifestyle change. It really takes things that are not a quick fix, snap your fingers overnight type situation if you really want to change the way that your body looks. Um, In particular, with the shape of it and the weight and stuff like that, that's not something that's going to change overnight. Whether you get a BBL or 360 lipo or whatever. I mean, none of that is going to change overnight. You know what I mean? Also, plastic surgery. No, I thought we are talking about this, but plastic surgery in the face also changes and reshapes as you get older and gain weight and your skin, you know, loses elasticity. Stuff like that also really doesn't last the way people say it does. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, just keep all this stuff in um in your mind as you save up for these procedures or whatever. But I will say, it's your body, you should do whatever makes you most comfortable um in your skin because you have to get up and live with yourself every single day. But you also, you know, I would hate to see any of the T crew cut down their life expectancy just to look a certain way. Like that seems wild to me. Um and I don't want that for y'all. So just think about all that and think about why these celebrities are now, you know, 10 years, five years, six years later, taking all this stuff out of their bodies because they just can't live with it. And here you are trying to keep up with their impossible beauty standards when in actuality on top of having all this surgery, they're also editing their photos. So it's just like, you will never look like that because even they don't look like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, But let me know what you guys think in the comments. Do you think that BBL is finally coming to its death. Do you think that people are really over these exaggerated bodies and we're going to start getting back to a more natural looking body out here as the beauty standard? What do you guys think? Let me know. This is the end of our deep dive. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I want to thank you all for sharing the podcast, engaging in our polls, liking our Instagram reels on Facebook as well. All the things that you do to really help promote and get the podcast out there. I truly, truly appreciate it. As always, convict the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night, wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.